Hey everyone, welcome to episode 23 of Tuesdays with Perry. So Kevin McCarthy still is not Speaker of the House after after the third vote was called. So they adjourned for the day. They're going to pick up the vote later. Um, So I'm going to talk with Perry about that, about his congressman, Byron Donalds, who received one vote for Speaker, but he did not vote for himself. He voted for Jim Jordan. So there are a bunch of upstarts in the House uh, that are voting against Kevin McCarthy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get Perry on the line. Also going to talk a little bit about uh, DeSantis's, uh, Ron DeSantis's inauguration and some of the things he said there reported in the Miami Herald. And also another hit piece published yesterday in Vanity Fair, a comprehensive guide to why Iran DeSantis presidency would be as terrifying as a Trump one. So let's see if we can't get um, Harry on the line. I know he's on a cruise in Costa Rica, so let's see if we can't get him on the line. Perry, how are you? It is your good friend, Rudy, calling you up. I know you're on vacation, taking a cruise in Costa Rica. How's it going, man? Um, Rudy, let me tell you, <coughs> you Uh-oh. should get, you should get money. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Thought I lost you. You should get money for the plug I'm about to give you for Princess Cruise Line. <laughs> I am having the time of my life. This is a cruise that should have taken place more than 10 years ago. Um, I've been on them once, and this cruise is the same ship. She's a beautiful old girl, but she is definitely living up to um, the experience we had 10 years ago plus. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just thrilled. We went through the Panama Canal yesterday, and um, it really is a sight to behold. Um, And uh, we're now on the tail end. We got, uh, as you said, we're in Costa Rica today. Uh, Ship's getting ready to pull out, and um, we're at sea tomorrow, and then we're going to be in Jamaica. Nice. So um, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. (laughs) Irie. All right. Yaman, Yaman. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news here, but um, we have been dealing with a couple things. Uh, if you didn't hear, uh, they adjourned uh, the vote for Speaker of the House today um, after three votes, and they weren't able to come out uh, with a successful vote for Speaker. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has a little problem on his hands. He seems to have a bunch of upstarts there in the House that don't want him for Speaker. Jim Jordan was the front runner, and um, apparently your uh, representative there in Congress, Byron Donalds, even got one vote. He didn't vote uh, for himself. He voted for Jim Jordan, uh, but he broke ranks and joined the upstarts who were voting for Jim Jordan and not for Kevin McCarthy. So what do you think of what's going on there uh, in the House of Representatives? Or it's going to be going on the well, House of Representatives uh, come in the January, end of January. 
nothing nothing against Kevin McCarthy um, because we wouldn't have the House if not for his stick to um, But yeah, I'm so glad this this should send shockwaves across the Capitol over to the senatorial chamber and let Mitch McConnell know you're done after this. Go home to bluegrass and start mowing your own damn lawn. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, like I said, nothing against uh, McCarthy, but I've always wondered, I, I, this is going to sound terrible. I don't mean it to be this way. But to me, he's a bit of a slimy politician. He sticks his wet finger up into the air, sees which way the political winds are blowing, and he gets behind it. Yeah. And <laughs> I know that's how politics is usually done, but I don't want that. Um, and this should also send shockwaves um, to the Democrats, because what what does this prove? It proves what we have said going back to the days of Rinaldus Magnus. Our party is not a monolith like yours. Mm. We don't force our people to vote one way or else threaten them with not getting money to be reelected uh, in their next run for, for their seat. We allow people to speak their mind. Now, ultimately, we're going to have to all come together because I guarantee you there are going to be Democrats that are going to be whispering in the ears of some of these weak-kneed, millie-mouthed Republicans in the House saying, well, why don't you try defecting just with your vote and get behind Jeffries and we'll, we'll, we'll make it up to you somehow, somehow, some way. And you have to worry about that because the Democrats are going to pretty much vote as a monolith. And, um, you know, Pelosi has hand selected Jeffries who is the man can't even finish a damn sentence oh, he's without going. Um, yeah, he is, awful. he is horrendous. He, he's also a, a far leftist. Um, he he is what AOC wants to be. Right. And so, um, if we're not careful, um, we could end up with a Democrat in the speaker's we're gonna, chair. So we're, we're going to have know. to coalesce at, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So, any right? But this is the point that you are hearing from me. Yeah. We're sending a message across the bow of leadership. Yep. We're done with this crap. We have a country to save. You better get the program. Right. So no more uni, a- no more uniparty, no more uh, corporate, uh, you know, reach arounds, what have you. Um, we Especially, need, we, yeah, we need a, a party for the people, and um, and uh, what the people want is to reinstitute a constitutional republic. Bingo. And 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 I've actually had that very conversation on this ship in the cigar lounge with two veterans. Um, we meet every night for conversation. One is, a, is an American born Israeli special forces soldier and retired. And the other one is um, American special forces. And it's, it's been wonderful having these conversations and listening to these men because they're saying the same thing as you and I have been saying. We, we have a constitution and bill of rights, but it hasn't, neither of them have been, um, 
obeyed, and the, and I use the word obey for a reason. Right. Um, they have not been obeyed for decades, and we have a runaway government that does whatever it wants, and right now ignores the Constitution. And my fear is, in future years, whether it's five, ten, or twenty, they're simply going to tear up the Constitution and write a new one that suits them if yeah. we don't get control back. Right. They're not living up to their oath is the, is the issue. <laughs> I mean, they take an oath to uphold no, the Constitution. Vi- it, it, it's a violation. Yeah, that's what the Oath Keepers were all about. It, yeah. If you knew anything about Stuart Rhodes and the organization that he... That's right. It, it that's right. A, it wasn't a militia. It was an organization of ex-servicemen and ex-government uh, you know, folks who took an oath to uphold the Constitution, and they just wanted to extend that into their post-military uh, at Al career. Correct, correct, because that oath that they took to defend the Constitution and protect us, they took knowing they could sacrifice their life, and many of them have over the over the decades and, and year and hundreds of years. And and those in Washington, and I point to both parties, they don't take that seriously. They think it's a joke. And and like you say, that's the whole purpose of oath keepers. And so I'm happy about what took place and sooner or later, preferably sooner, as you just said, we need to coalesce and get this done, but we're sending a message. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. I just, I wish we had gotten the majority in the Senate so we could be doing the same thing over there because old turtle head there wouldn't last very long. All right, let's move on to the next story here from the Miami Herald. In inaugural speech, DeSantis decries philosophical lunacy vows to fight woke mob And I'll just um, read the lead here from this story from Lawrence Maurer. Governor Ron DeSantis reiterated his pledge to combat... Are you still there, Per? Well, I'm sorry, Rudy. This is the captain. No no worries. No worries. That's a... a, The the captain is abandoned ship. Yes, fortunately, uh, we're still at the pier. Yeah. <laughs> Abandoned ship. We'll just give you a minute. Oh, my God. No, it's no worries. Yeah, All right, now he's, get, he's getting a little long in the, long in the tooth there. Well, he's letting us know what the speed conditions and weather conditions and how. Yeah, no worries. So, so you now know, and your listeners now know, that I'm 721 miles from Jamaica. <laughs> well, Jamaica should be good. Have you been to Jamaica before? Um, several times. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. Um, where where have you been in Jamaica? Back. Where have you been in Jamaica? Um, we've been to Ocho Rios. We've been to Negril. We've been to Moby. And we've been to Falmouth. Oh, nice. And Falmouth is pretty much Moby, but it's not right there. Um, So, anyway. Okay, Captain. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Captain. Captain, my Captain. You know, nobody really wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that because, you know, people are enjoying their cruise and stuff and they understand what he's trying to do. But it's at a certain point, it's like, make it quick. So I'm going to go on to the lead here in this Miami Herald article. Governor Ron DeSantis reiterated his pledge to combat the woke mob and touted his achievements over the past four years during his inauguration in Tallahassee on Tuesday. 
In front of the steps of the historical capital and before thousands of politicians, lobbyists, donors, and public, DeSantis gave mostly uh, boilerplate uh, denunciation of his political opponents again proclaimed that freedom lives in Florida. We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy. We will never surrender to, wo to the woke mob. Florida is where the woke goes to die. He also went on to say, um, calling the federal government a sprawling, unaccountable bureaucracy that looms over us and imposes its will upon us. So what do you think about... Uh, well, I know you voted for uh, Ron DeSantis, but what do you think about vowing to continue the good fight? Um, he's not just vowing to continue it. He's vowing to continue winning the good fight. Um, he's had a couple of setbacks, but in every battle plan, there's always a couple of setbacks. The ultimate goal is to win the war, and he is doing that. Uh, as far as... Uh, the woke mob goes. Um, yeah, we have a few of those on the ship, and we've actually gotten into it as well in the, in the, in the really? bar, and it was very interesting. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, um, we have a, um, a woke uh, lesbian married with a child that her, her wife, and I'm using her terms, her wife carried the term um, from a... Uh, uh, donor, uh, let me rephrase that sperm donor, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Um, and, um, when she found out that I was a right minded person, right winger immediately, she starts, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, of course she started talking with a filthy mouth about DeSantis and, and all you haters. And I said, well, first of all, you claim to be a member of the military. You served proudly as an air force intelligence, not intelligence, ah. IT officer. Oh, okay. So if, 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 if you are all these things and have every reason to believe you are, then you took an oath to defend the constitution. What's the very first amendment. Yeah. And she, and of course she, she knew it. And she said, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about hate speech. I said, what have I said to you in the past 48 hours since we met mm. that leads you to believe I'm a hater? Yeah. Well, I'm you voted lover. for DeSantis. Yeah, and, exactly. And, 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 and you're right, right. And, and Trump. And, and, and the don't. And yeah, oh yeah. Well, we got into that too. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think you have enough time in yeah, this podcast we, we, to get into we're that. We're talking about DeSantis right now, so. Right. And so she said, she said, the don't say gay bill. I said, please point to me anywhere in that bill where it says don't say gay. Well, they can't talk about it in their schools. And I said, it has nothing to do with whether or not you're gay. It has to do with teaching children to be, to accept and to normalize aberrant behavior. And yeah. when I said that, uh -oh. I mean, she about came out of her chair. Yeah. And, and I said, well, what is the definition of aberrant? Abnormal. Yeah. You're, are you going to sit here and tell me that natural, natural what law, you baby. and your wife do in your bedroom? Yeah. Right. And, 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 and so she immediately, immediately got up and, and said a couple of more choice words to me. And I said, well, do you want to co continue this conversation rationally or do yeah. you just want to try and insult me? Because yeah. you can't insult me. I've heard far worse from others that think like you. So you can either sit down and have a rational conversation with me about the fact that you and I look at the world differently, yeah. or you can slurry your ass out of here. Well, she actually took me up on my on my offer, and I said, I said to her, I said, well, look, 
I really don't care what you do in your bedroom. It's your business. Right, but you can't but procreate that way. You start, <laughs> right, well, I didn't want to go down that road. Yeah, yeah. I just said, but the moment you start telling me I have to embrace your lifestyle because the Constitution grants you the right to behave the way you do, you're going to find me to be an enemy because yeah. there's nothing normal about that type of behavior, nor is there anything normal about someone like Bruce Jenner who wants to be called a woman. But it's not, He's not never saying, going to be a woman. I'm not saying that you don't have the right to do that, but whether I have to consider Correct. it normal, uh, even condoning it on one hand and saying it's normal, uh, you can't tell me to normalize it. Yeah, so. Correct. And so I said to her, I will defend your right to be whatever you want to be. You have every right as an American citizen to do that. Why don't I have the right to say to you what I think when yeah. you ask me a question? Right. And, and so she dropped back and she really didn't have a way to combat that. And guess what? It's cold. Last, it's cold. Uh, not last night. She wasn't in, she was, she, she wasn't in the, in the cigar lounge last night. She but the, but the night before, um, we sat down next to one another and we were cajoling one another. We were having a great time. So you see, there is a way to reach a happy medium, but you have to stand your ground. Well, you have yeah. to let them know they can't bully you. Yeah, and that absolutely. is what DeSantis is doing. And that's what, that's what this is all about when he says this, Florida is the state where wokeism comes to die. Yeah. Wokeism is a religion. It's becoming a religion. Yeah, and they say and we're so they you say want, we're in a, in an echo chamber. It's them in an echo chamber. When they hear anything else that they're not used to hearing, they they throw a fit. It's philosophical lunacy, as right? Well, Santa says. <laughs> and 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 that's the point because I'm the one who's listening to their <clears throat> alternative uh, viewpoints when it comes to the media, but they're not watching my media. Yeah. So oh, they won't the because it's. Informed? They, they bought into the demonization. So Trump, DeSantis, they're evil, they're bigoted, they're hateful. Yo, Sean Hannity, he's a hater, you're a hater. Anybody who votes, as my brother used to say, you know, if you voted for Trump, you're an idiot. And so uh, I took it back well, at that, the, and I go, the, I, I'm, I can I'm not, not an idiot, and I voted for Trump because I'm a policy person, and I was a one-issue one voter, and that I didn't want um, the... Uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership to go through, and that was my one issue, and he was the only one that was vowing to stop it. So, you know, that's not that mm -hmm. doesn't make me a mm -hmm. hater. <laughs> it makes me a hater. It makes me actually empathetic for the workers in this country who need uh, good-paying jobs. Correct, correct. And so, and 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 of course, that's why you voted for him. But then look at all the other reasons why you ended up voting for him. In, well, in 2020. Oh, why well, I so, supported him, sure, you know, because there are lots of things that need to be done uh, to protect the sovereignty mm -hmm. of this this nation state, uh, the, probably the best nation state mm -hmm. ever as far as freedom is concerned as a constitutional republic. Mm -hmm. um, and like I always say, mm -hmm. and, uh, democracy is a process. It's not a mode of government. <laughs> that's right. And, and, and I also, uh, and, and you're right, I do point that out. I use slightly different jargon but the other thing i also say to these people who um claim otherwise about this country this great maybe the greatest country ever is okay so you think this is such a horrible country why are people breaking into it every day every hour every second why, you know and if it isn't a great country tell me tell me a country that's better go ahead oh they can't give me they a country can't. that's better right. tell me right 
They can't so, rationalize the argument. And that's not and to that's say why, we're not perfect. Yeah. We can improve. Sure. You know, we're not perfect. That's right. That's right. So, um, so let's move yeah, on I, to the. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Finish up. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, while we're going, no, I did. Okay, I think we just have a little delay. So the Vanity Fair article, since we're into uh, DeSantis bashing and Trump bashing. So Vanity Fair put out another hit piece on uh, DeSantis today because he a uh, comprehensive guide to why a Ron DeSantis presidency would be as terrifying as a Trump one. Not that that's terrifying to us, but his bigoted policies and authoritarian behavior make him just as bad a pick for the top job in Washington. There's an article by Bess Levin, and I'd hate to tell Bess that the authoritarianism is actually in the uh, the machinations of the Biden administration who not only uh, forbid uh, landlords to evict people that weren't paying rent, um, which is unconstitutional and authoritarian, but also devised the vaccine mandate, which is also authoritarian and unconstitutional. So just let me read the lead here from her Vanity Fair article. Ron DeSantis- Well, has, wait, wait, okay. before, Go ahead. before you do that, let's yeah. also talk Let's also talk about the authoritarianism of having to wear a useless paper mask. Oh, of course. Okay. Let's talk about the authoritarianism that says you will not leave your home like uh, Whitmer did to her people up in Michigan under any circumstances except specific uh, hours in the day, and that is only to go shopping for food or for medicine. Right. Let's, let's talk about the authoritarianism of what Gavin Newsom has just done to the state the once golden state of California, where he has now mandated that there will not be another internal combustion engine uh, driven vehicle sold and sold in the state of of California after 2030. So I'm sorry, show me where uh, Trump or DeSantis or Reagan or Bush or Bush too. Show me anywhere where they said any of these things yeah. during their administration. It, you will not find that. Yeah, it's a hit. So it's a hit who's piece. the authoritarian? Right. They always say that. They right. take what they're doing and they put try to put it on the Republicans. And it's just, it's That's like right. I said, they can't have a rational discussion because uh, once, you know, their their argument sees the light of day, it melts away like uh, like Dracula. So um, let me just get into the lead here. Uh, Ron DeSantis has not yet, and if he will run for president, which he hasn't, I still think he's going to back Trump in 2024, but with approximately two years to go until the election, and with the caveat that about a zillion things can change between now and then. A zillion? Who are these people? Um his candidacy appears to be a foregone conclusion, which it isn't. This prospect is exciting for a number of pe- people, namely his record-setting pack of billionaire donors uh, trying to, again, make the new conservative party like the old conservative party, which is just in the pocket of the corporations, which it isn't, and the rich, which it isn't, because arguing for low taxes is just a conservative policy. It's not necessarily, (laughs) you know, some sort of um, corruption. But as it turns out, she continues to write, having the support of, say, Elon Musk does not mean someone should be president. In fact, it's probably a good indication someone definitely should not be president, she argues. And when it comes to DeSantis, that is certainly the case. Um, DeSantis is a hell of a lot more preferable to send to the White House than Donald Trump. 
Should we be happy about that fact? Uh, at the very least, he doesn't seem to be the type of guy that would sharpie over a hurricane map to cover his own ass or force people to think about what he gets up uh, to in the bathroom. And the uh, answer is no, we shouldn't be. Uh, so she goes on to blathering about, about uh, you know, and pitching a fit about Ron DeSantis, who is actually an elected representative who is doing the will of the people that he was elected by. It's called the oath of office, upholding the constitution and doing what your electorate wants you to do, particularly the vote, the people that voted for you, but also the people that didn't vote for you. So his, in Florida, as you can attest to, his policies are very popular. What do you think about Bess Levin and her <laughs> silly little article, silly little hit piece uh, that doesn't really isn't really journalism. She doesn't go on and support her lead with any facts. Uh, she just goes on about how he's a, a bigot and authoritarian, which is I don't think the case. Well, um, Spiro Agnew had a saying for those of the media who find themselves self-aggrandizing and attempting to use language in such a way that they appear to be smarter than they really are. And he called them mattering nabobs of negativity. <laughs> and it. this is pretty much what this little twit is. She's <clears throat> She calls herself a, a journalist, but then again, they all do. And they're nothing more than a nattering nabob. And so she'll, she's working for a rag sheet that only far leftists or those like yourself in, in, in media are forced or force themselves to read because they have to bring this information to their listenership. And, um, you know, my attitude is wait until he decides what he wants to do right now, he's made it pretty clear the people of, of this great state. As a matter of fact, a lot of Democrats voted for this so-called hater Indeed. that you, um, you people on the left like to call him. And so he has a mandate. He's going to use that mandate as a bully whip to get things done for those who voted for him and for those who didn't. Because there's a reason why people, there are 850 people a day coming and not coming, moving, moving to the state of Florida. And and it, it, it sure as hell isn't because of people who think like you do, my dear. So um, all I could say is bravo, governor, keep it up. And let's talk about what's going to happen when it happens, I personally, um, I, I don't want to say I don't think he's going to run. I don't think he's even thinking about it. Right. He is worried about the state of Florida, and, and for a lot of good reasons. Mm -hmm. And and so, let's see what happens down the road. Yeah. Come, let's talk about this a year from now when it's primary season. Because right. here's what one of the one of the scenarios I think is going to play out. I think. Ultimately, he's going to be the number two in the next uh, Trump administration, and for good reason. Um, 
should Trump get the nomination and ultimately win the presidency again. Um, he's going to need a strong second hand. That's what um, DeSantis is going to provide him. Someone who's already been in Congress, knows the inner machinations of how the body politic is played in Washington, because Trump is Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump is a bare knuckles, actually knuckle dragger. <laughs> and, and, and that's why he was able to get things done, because he didn't want to listen to them. Well, just like Mike Pence, who I thought until the very, very end was a phenomenal, maybe the best vice president ever, um, that's exactly what Ron DeSantis will be. And then, of course, whether or not uh, there will be a third Trump administration, we talked about this months and months ago. Um, the important thing is um, DeSantis will be left in a position as a strong vice president that will probably not be tested heavily in primaries come um, 2028. Yeah. And um, I think that's where it's going to go. I don't. I, I think the only way he gets into the presidential um, primary season is if he gets drafted. Yeah, and um, I think and I think I, yeah. no and- right. I think that'll happen. To be honest with you, my take on it is he's going to sit in the bullpen, and if Trump implodes or gets gets disqualified or something happens to the Trump campaign, that he'll he'll come in like a relief pitcher and. Um, they, they won't win. They'll put That's all right. their effort into getting Trump out of the race, and in will come DeSantis, uh, the best reliever we have, and he'll win the presidency. So I think they're really worried about that. Um, I don't know as a vice president pick. I, I don't think he's eager to leave um, Florida, to be honest with you. He's building a, a strong governorship there, and he's building a, a campaign platform there, which I think could serve him That's right. in 2024 or in 2028. Um We'll have to see. Right. And, and like, I, like I told some other people, and I may have even said it um, during one of our conversations in, in recent weeks. Uh, yeah, it was before the election, I think, where um, somebody made the, the mention in the, in the media about, well, you know, if, if DeSantis runs and wins the presidency, then that will be the end of that movement. In Florida, no, quite contrary. Nobody really knows who our um, esteemed lieutenant governor is. And let me tell you something: she's a bitch on wheels. She, she, she is not soft-spoken like Ronnie is. She's a Latina, and she will get in your face. And there's a lot of Latinas and a lot, lot of Latinos Mm -hmm. that are running for offices starting with school board and ending with statewide office in the state of Florida. And they all think like us. So watch out. And she'll lock, she'll certainly lock up Miami Dade, which is the most important district there. Uh, Perry, we got to leave it there for now. Um, Thanks so much for uh, joining the the podcast. Once again, great conversation. Let's keep our eye on the speakership and uh, Hey man, I'd vote for, uh, I'd vote for Byron Donalds. Um, but we'll see what he, <laughs> well, you know, he seems, I like him. He seems like a, a smart gentleman. And for those who don't know who he is, he happens to be uh, African-American uh, Republican representative uh, in Florida who is a great guy and very 
Uh, I don't want to say well-spoken because that sounds bad, but he, he is an intellectual that we need on our team. And, um, yeah, no, we, he, he didn't even, we vote don't want for, to obamaize this guy. Yeah. <laughs> we, he, uh, he didn't even vote for himself. He voted for Jim Jordan, but, uh, I'd vote for him. Um, but he's, he's, he's left the McCarthy camp. So we'll see what happens. They're going to have to come, uh, to a, uh, an agreement, um, the old school Republicans and, and the new school, and, um, they're going to have to come to a compromise and let's hope that it's fair. Um, it might be someone between, um, between McCarthy and Jim Jordan, uh, somebody else that'll fare both ways. We'll see. Um, but thank you again, Perry. Enjoy the rest of your trip and uh, tell the captain uh, it was great to hear from him. I will definitely pass your well wishes along. Okay, man. Enjoy your trip. <laughs> thank you. Take yeah, care, Rudy. Yeah, take care. Bye. All right, there goes Perry. Off on his princess cruise to Jamaica, man. All right, Irie. Irie Selassie, I. So um, we'll see what happens with the vote uh, on the speakership. Uh, I don't have to explain it a little bit more. I hope they come to a compromise. I hope they're smart about it and not dig their heels in too much. Uh, because we, we need to coalesce. Uh, the GOP House uh, with that small majority needs to coalesce. Um, behind somebody and uh, bury the hatchet, as it were. And then um, three cheers for Ron DeSantis. I think he's going to do great things down there in Florida and keep his mouth open and telling the left where to go with their policies. Um, and he's fair. And just for you, on the, if anybody is out there on the left listening, uh, we're on the right, but we're not haters. We're just conservatives, which means we don't want to deficit spend the country you know, into a ditch. We don't want to weaken the dollar. You know, we want to lift everybody up. And a good economy is what, it's a rising tide that lifts all boats. So even people on the bottom rungs of the economy will do better under a better economy. But 23 doesn't look good, heading into a depression of sorts. Uh, let's hope it's not too difficult for most. All right, so for me, episode 23, Tuesdays with Perry. I'll see you all tomorrow. And for those of you just tuning in for Tuesday with Perry, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out.